We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam. You bet. This is Sports Open Live. On America's Sports Voice. Touchdown, Kansas City. KMOX. Into hour number two of the program, although we will only be taking you until about uh, 740, maybe 742. Sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski has not yet given me the 743, 743. That is what time we will go till tonight as we lead you into uh, St. Louis Billikens basketball. They'll get rolling with their broadcast a little bit after 745. Bob Ramsey, Earl Austin Jr., they've got the call of the game tonight. It is a big one. SLU and Memphis set to uh, match up against each other. I was talking before the break about a possible reunion with uh, Matt Carpenter and whether or not that is something that could happen. And Ken Rosenthal mentioned it in The Athletic, and he was just kind of talking uh, on his observations. He certainly, from what it read, he didn't have any indication that it was something that was imminent, something that for sure there's been even any conversation about. Um, but he did mention towards the end of that uh, that blurb, that piece, that couple of couple paragraphs in The Athletic, that the departure of former hitting coach Jeff Albert could potentially lead to Matt Carpenter's return to St. Louis, kind of inferring that Carpenter and Albert didn't totally jive. Now, Carpenter took the blame for that, if there is blame, saying that he didn't buy into uh, some of the data-driven things that were done uh, as, as much as maybe he should have. And you know what? Maybe maybe that's what has turned into uh, what he did this past year with the Yankees that has resulted in him really uh, getting going. I want to go back to the Turner Ward interview, and we had it yesterday. If you missed it, you can head to uh, the Odyssey app. You can go to KMOX.com, whatever you want to do, and you can listen to my entire uh, 15 minutes with a uh, new hitting coach, uh, Turner Ward. Uh, but he did say a few things that I certainly wanted to get into. And there was the fan base did not like Jeff Albert. That is a 100% for sure thing. And then when John Mosellock spoke to the media at the end of the season, he said that part of the reason that Jeff Albert lost was because of the fan criticism that was out there. So then when I asked Albert about that criticism and whether or not hitting coaches deserve that criticism, uh, this is what he had to say. At 16 years, you struggle. It was a struggle uh, being a big league hitter, minor league hitter, whatever that is. I never said, you know what, I didn't have success this year because of this hitting coach. But now I'm going to flip that around on the other side is because as me now as a hitting coach, 
I take full responsibility, and I and I don't want the credit, but it is my job to help these guys. So it's kind of a part of the business not to get that credit and to take the blame. And I'm fully aware of that, and I actually embrace that because I actually want to be able to help these guys and help them get into the next level. I think of everything that he said in our conversation, the thing that's probably gotten the most reaction was that cut. And Cardinals fans wanted to hear that. Cardinals fans absolutely wanted to hear that. Um, I, as a hitting coach, that's the job. As a hitting coach, that's the gig. You are you are rarely going to be lifted up for the great job that you do, and you are always going to be taken down for hitters not performing to a level that a fan base wants want them to perform, perform at. Here's the funny thing, though, about that. And I've never... So, and this is kind of connected to where Jeff Albert is now. It was announced uh, that Jeff Albert is joining the Mets. He is going to work as their new director of hitting. He's not the hitting coach. He's not the assistant hitting coach. This is not a uniformed personnel position, but he is going to work very closely with the Mets hitting coach and also the Mets assistant hitting coach, but he's going to kind of be out of sight. And there's been a lot, and I, I can't speak to this. I, I'll never lie to you. I will never lie to you. I can't speak to this or not. All I can do is kind of look at some things that are being on social media and try to figure out whether or not there's some there's some credence to them, whether or not there's some truth to them. But a lot of people do mention the fact that maybe he would be better positioned in a role where he's not in a major league dugout. And maybe there's some truth to it. I don't know. There's a lot less criticism. And one of the things that has never really made much sense to me is the person or the people, the people who have the biggest impact from a hitting standpoint for a baseball team are people who are putting together the organizational hitting philosophy. Now, the hitting coach has something to do with that. Jeff Albert certainly had something to do with that. But there's a lot more people involved with it. The org- a hitting coach is hired to coach the organizational hitting philosophy. But you never hear fans like calling for the job of some director of this or roving coordinator of this or special assistant that. Like You just don't hear it because they're not in the dugout. They're not in front of everybody on an everyday basis. And fans just want to see somebody and want to give somebody blame. And somebody who's sitting in the front office, things like that, especially when it comes to uh, a coaching position. And it doesn't apply so much to you know the, the baseball decision makers, the president of baseball operations, the general manager. But when it comes to hitting and pitching – you never hear fans calling for the jobs of people who are working uh, inside of the front office. So it's, um, you know, sometimes it's that it's that faceless, nameless thing that you want to criticize, and you end up criticizing the coach. But anyways, Jeff Albert, it did not take him long to find a new job. He uh, he found a new job very quickly. He is working uh, with the Mets right now, and he's got the uh, title of director of hitting. So uh, that's where he is going to uh, be at. But I did think it was interesting. I thought it was interesting what Turner Ward uh, had to say about the uh, the taking blame uh, when hitters are uh, when when hitters are in a funk. That is something that uh, is certainly fans wanted to hear that. 
fans wanted to hear that when things are not going well from an offensive standpoint, that you've got a hitting coach that is going to embrace the idea that uh, that, that they'll take blame. Now, I do want to say something, and I'll give credit to Derek Gould on this because Gould mentioned this on Twitter. Because there were a lot of people that after uh, Albert got the job, there's a lot of people who got on Twitter and said that, you know, Albert couldn't handle the, the criticism from St. Louis fans and things like that. And it should be noted, if we're going to be fair about things, we haven't really heard much from Albert on that. We've heard from John Mosellock, and I'm not calling John Mosellock a liar. All I'm saying is we got that information secondhand. With and it was, it was almost a throwaway comment from Mosellock, and a lot of people have really grabbed onto it. But it was almost a throwaway comment from Mosellock at that end of season news conference. So maybe, maybe we've put a little bit too much into the idea that uh, Albert did leave, uh, really largely because of that, or maybe not. I mean, Mo mentioned it. Maybe it was actually a bigger deal, and that's why he even. Uh, brought it up at all. So that's uh, that's kind of where we're at on that when it comes to uh, the hitting coach position and where this team is going to be at moving forward uh, from kind of an offensive philosophy uh, to be sure. By the way, uh, we mentioned earlier about the uh, National, excuse me, the American League Manager of the Year. Well, we now know who the National League Manager of the Year is. That is Buck Showalter. Uh, Showalter wins his fourth Manager of the Year award with his fourth different franchise. Uh, Dave Roberts of the Dodgers comes in second. Uh, Brian Snitker comes in third from the Braves. And then after that, uh, Oliver Marmel, he finished uh, after that, after those three. Uh, Marmel did receive some first place votes. He received five first place votes. Rob Thompson of the Philadelphia Phillies, he received two. Obviously, the, the voting is done at the end of the regular season, not at the end of the postseason. But only Showalter, Roberts, and Snitker receiving uh, more first-place votes than Marmol did uh, this year. So, yeah, Buck, Buck Showalter, who led the Mets to a really, really nice season that ended uh, with a little bit of a slow drain there as they could not hold on to the top spot in the NL East. But uh, he wins that award. And uh, Brian Snitker, who always seems to be uh, up there either winning it or finishing very close to the top, he ends up uh, finishing in third. And then Dave Roberts of the Dodgers finishes in second. All right, we will take a break. And when we come back, we are going to uh, switch gears again. We'll talk some uh, Illini basketball as Illinois men's basketball coach Brad Underwood is set to join us in just a moment. They came up with a nice win last night, but they've got a big one coming up this weekend. We'll discuss all of that with Coach Underwood in just a moment. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Your home of the Cardinals. Arnado swings and hits it deep to left field. That ball is out of here. The Billikens. Jumper. Yes! Billikens win! The Chiefs. Touchdown! Kansas City! We are America's Sports Voice. KMOX. (laughs) 
Sports Open Line continuing on here on a Tuesday night. We're about uh, 25 minutes away from coverage of St. Louis University Billikens basketball slew in action tonight as they are taking on Memphis. It's a big one late night at the Chaffetz Arena as it's going to get started at 8 o'clock. Our coverage with Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. set to begin just after 7.45. We are continuing our parade of coaches and tonight we'll focus on the Illinois Fighting Illini. They're currently 3-0. They're ranked number 19 in the nation. Yesterday they had a convincing win against Monmouth winning 103-65. Their wins this year come against Eastern Illinois, UMKC, and Monmouth. Monmouth. And now, uh, with all due respect to those programs, the competition level is going to jump up just a bit as their next game, which is going to be on Friday night, is going to match them up against number eight UCLA. And with that, we're very happy to uh, welcome on to the program. He is the head coach of the Fighting Illini. He is Coach Brad Underwood. Coach, thank you so much as always uh, for uh, taking your taking uh, some time with us this evening. How are you? I'm doing great. It's my pleasure. Let's start with last night's win. You put up 103 points, and offensively, you guys have scored about 85 or so every single time uh, out this year. I have to think, at least from an offensive standpoint, you're pretty happy with the way your club is playing here in the early season? Yeah, we're growing there. Um, we, we, we did not play very well offensively uh, in our UMKC game. Uh, it was just a game uh, we didn't prepare very well. We didn't uh, um, – we started very slow. We were one for our first 18, and we didn't execute much. Then we got going, and uh, I think our guys are still learning um, learning each other, learning how to play, learning uh, uh, where opportunities come. Uh, our pace has been very good. It's something I'm, I'm, I'm excited about is to watch our pace, and uh, last night was, uh, was, was, was very good. Talk about pace a little bit, because how is that something that you go about coaching? Well, a little bit of it is is just getting guys to run really hard. Uh, it's conditioning. It's uh, it, it's it's pushing them. It's uh, playing very unselfish, trying to pitch the ball ahead, not dribble it up. It's the um, uh, you know the extra pass, uh, and then it becomes uh, when you start putting pace uh, with with speed, and then you start putting it with what we call point five basketball, just moving the ball, sharing it. We had twenty one assists last night. It all, it all kind of falls into place, but uh, the biggest part of it is just effort, and, and that's running, and uh, uh, we talk about that. We work on that daily. Coach, you got a lot of guys on your team that can score, that can do a lot of things, but the person who gets all the preseason accolades is uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., preseason All-Big Ten. He's on the uh, Jerry West Award watch list. He's a transfer. Is it? Is there anything challenging about – when you've got a guy who you know is going to be one of your leaders, who you know is going to score uh, a lot of points, but he and he's got D one experience, but he's also somebody that hasn't been in the program. Just you know, the process of integrating him into what you want to do when he's going to be a leader so quickly. Well, the biggest challenge is they, you know, with a transfer is especially one that's been someplace for two, three, four years. They become very entrenched in their terminology and in. in the old way of doing things, and it takes a little bit of adjustment. Uh, you know what, how we play, and and uh, uh, just the simple terminology that one coach might have to another. So there is transition there. It's not easy. Uh, you know, last year it took Alfonso Plummer uh, a good little bit to get going. I uh, ended up being an All Big Ten player, but once we got established and 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 he started to feel comfortable then confidence comes and and uh you know terrence he's so talented 
Um, you know, the style of play, the, the speed with which we play helps him. And uh, he's been um, he's been he's been remarkable thus far. You uh, announced a few new players coming into the program last week. I've asked a lot of coaches this. It really seems like we're in a weird place in college basketball, especially with the early signing period, because you almost have to pick and choose who you're selecting now because there are going to be so many D1 transfers available later. How do you go about that, and is it a more selective process here during the early signing period? Yeah, character over characters. And, it's, and, and obviously, we've got to have talented guys. But for us, that's the determining factor. And and we, we've been involved with these guys. We know their character. We know who they are, how hard they work. They're students of the game. Uh, we're always going to take those guys. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're a development program here at the University of Illinois. We've got the best strength coach in the country, nutrition, uh, we've got a brand-new practice facility um, that we just moved into a few weeks ago. So it's 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 literally uh, how we built this. I'm going to continue to recruit high school guys, and I will fill in with a transfer too. But, uh, you know, those transfers we want, they, we want them from winning programs. Um, you know, it's a big part of our culture. Uh, the, the, the three guys we've got this year, two from Baylor, one from Tech, uh, a couple of national championships in there, and a uh, – and an elite eight, so it, it, it's it's not just the points and the rebounds; it's it's all the other stuff for us. Okay, so I, I just thought about this listening to you say that. When we think about professional sports, we think about players being brought in because of their championship pedigree. We hear that all the time. That's not something we hear in college athletics, but maybe we should be now with the transfer portal. How important is it to bring in guys who have had those deep NCAA tournament runs? Well, I we that's all we talk about in our program is winning, and and winning to me is is it's not just points. It's there's a lot of ways to win, and there's a lot of there's a lot to that. Uh, you can be a great communicator. You can be uh, you have to understand what it takes to win. Every one of our high school kids, state champion or national champion, um, in the last two classes. So that's something that's vital. You you have to be able to integrate yourself. Winners know what that takes. It's not just about, oh, how many points can I score or, or or how many minutes do I play. Winners understand, and that's a big piece of our culture, and um, and it's one that's helped us turn this thing around after our first two years. Uh, we started that from day one, and we're going to continue to uh, to keep doing that. So winning pedigrees, everything for us. You mentioned freshman last night, Jaden Epps, a season-high 21 points. He becomes the seventh freshman at Illinois since you've been there to at least score 20 points in a game. That just kind of goes to what you were saying, that while maybe the industry is going away from as many high school kids, you obviously are sticking with that and, and, and you know bringing these kind of guys in, and, and Epps has a nice day yesterday. Yeah, we've got really good freshmen. I mean, Sky Clark was fantastic yesterday. Jaden uh, – uh, is is a, is an elite scorer. He knows what he's doing on that end of the court. His ball goes in in a lot of different ways, not just catch and shoots, but uh, off the bounce and layups. And uh, you know he fits what we were uh, what we were trying to sign in that class. He's 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 very capable of having uh, having those kind of nights. And uh, uh, now he's gaining some confidence, and that's fun to see with freshmen. But uh, you know I play freshmen. I've played them every year. I've played them a lot. I've, I've mostly started a freshman just about every year. Last year was 
kind of the, the the rare exception with the with the COVID year and fifth year guys. But uh, uh, I believe in them, and that's how you grow them and and get them better. And um, you know, we've got to get where we cut down on mistakes. But uh, uh, those guys are are all helping us a great deal. Just a couple more minutes with Illinois basketball coach Brad Underwood. Not taking anything away from Eastern Illinois, Kansas City, and Monmouth, but the the competition level goes up for you guys as you're going to match up against UCLA in your next matchup. What is the message during practice leading up to uh, one of your first really big games of the year? Yeah, I mean it gets real, uh, you know, and and it's and I say that with, uh, like you said, no offense to any of those other other programs, and 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 then we get out of our building. And so you've you've got to limit mistakes, and you know we've had it fairly easy thus far. Even even though there's been moments we've seen stuff that helps us, but uh, you know now we're going to see an experienced team, a team that's got size, and um, you know we 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 had a secret scrimmage uh, actually there in St. Louis against a uh, you know a Power Five school that was you know just happened to be national champions, and uh, so you know we'll we'll have to. We'll have to um, um, get back to those days, and it'll be a great test for us. And, uh, you know, put situations in play where every game becomes, you know, and every possession becomes very important. Last thing for you, we're not too far out from the Bragging Rights game in St. Louis against Missouri. What does that rivalry mean to you? What does that game mean to your program? Well, it's, it's, it's an elite rivalry, and, and rivalries are great for college basketball. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, something that is so unique, most rivalries happen within conferences and to have one that's not, uh, in a conference and you have, you know, 50% of the arena, uh, uh, for us, 50% for them. It's, it's really a cool environment. Uh, the timing of that has happened, you know, right before Christmas. So everybody's, you know, kind of in a, in a in a celebration mood anyway and the fans are there and supporting it and uh it just turns into to a great atmosphere for the fans and and uh, one that's great for the players and and obviously the play in st louis which is such a, a basketball rich city uh they've been a great host and uh uh yeah it's been uh, it's been a it's been a heck of a heck of a game for 47 plus years well, Coach, we really appreciate you taking some time with us. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you every once in a while. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. That is Illinois basketball coach Brad Underwood joining us here on the program. Appreciate him uh, taking some time. That potentially, potentially wraps up our parade of coaches as uh, all of them have joined us on the Quiver River guest line. Uh, let's see if I can. We, we're still working on one more. Not sure if it's going to uh, come through before the week is over. Let's see if I can name every single one that we had off the top of my head. So in the Valley, we had Missouri State and Southern Illinois. In the Ohio Valley, we had SIUE, Southeast Missouri, and Lindenwood. And then we had St. Louis U, obviously, slew basketball coming up in about uh, 15 minutes. We just had Illinois. Am I missing anyone? Sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski. Did I get every single one there? I think you nailed it there. Okay. That was fun. Yeah. I really – I. That's uh, of everything I've done since since being here, being able to talk to all those coaches and uh, hear 
the different things that, that they're said, and obviously different programs do things in different ways. Uh, but I remember talking to one of the coaches who said that, that they're at a point right now with their program where they really need to build through the transfer portal because you bring in guys that help you win right now. Where we talk with a couple other coaches, and while they do use the transfer portal, they talk about the importance of continuing to bring in uh, high school kids who can come in. And, and Coach Underwood not just talked about bringing in high school kids, but bringing in high school kids kids who not just play but start that he's got a pretty good uh, record for uh, for that. I've always been a fan of Coach Underwood. A lot of that has to do I'm a K-State guy. He's a K-State guy back in the day so uh, I've always been a, a fan of uh, Coach Underwood for that but he's a heck of a coach. He is one heck of a basketball coach and he's got his team uh, really playing well right now. We'll see how they do against UCLA coming up uh, on Friday night. So thanks to uh, Coach Underwood for joining us on the Quiver River Guest Line and thanks to all the other coaches uh, throughout our parade of coaches who have done that. All right, we'll take uh, one more break. We'll come back and uh, we've got a few final thoughts to pass your way before we make way for St. Louis University Billikens basketball. They are in action against Memphis tonight. This is Sports Open Line back with more in just a moment right here on KMOX. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella. The Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam. This is Sports Open Live. On America's Sports Voice. Kansas City. KMOX. Just a few minutes left here in this edition of Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley, 314-436-7900. That's how you call or text. You can also uh, tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be a little bit of a different sounding, different feeling edition of Sports Open Line. Tomorrow's a big night for St. Louis uh, sports as City Park is opening up. Uh, Technically, City SC 2. It's technically City 2, but... City SC is going to be uh, matched up tomorrow uh, against the international opponent, and we're going to have all the coverage right here. So our plan tomorrow, this is what we're going to do. We are going to be live at City Park, and we'll do sport technically sports open line from about 6 to uh, 6.45. Then at 6.45, we are going to uh, jump into what is going to be the broadcast of tomorrow night's uh, soccer match, and uh, we'll bring that to you. A lot of us are going to be uh, involved with it. Uh, I'll be out there. Tom Ackerman's going to be out there. Amy Marks, course, is going to be out there. Uh, Nate Gatter, who we had on the other night during the expansion draft, uh, he's going to be doing the play-by-play tomorrow there's just there's a lot going into tomorrow and it's going to be really really fun to open up city park and have that for you so it's kind of a celebration of all things st louis sports and celebration of uh, city sc as they've got a big night it's kind of a test run but there's gonna be a lot of people there it's going to be a bit of a test run for what they've got uh, going on for uh, the upcoming mls season so yeah tomorrow is going to be very very soccer themed here on uh, KMOX, and i hope you'll join us for uh, all of it also uh, uh, we'll do more on this hopefully uh, later on in the week, but certainly did want to mention uh, the XFL quarterbacks draft was held today and the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks selecting two quarterbacks with 
And with all due respect to one of them, the other one of them certainly is very much a household name. A.J. McCarron is now property of the St. Louis uh, Battlehawks, the only quarterback to win back-to-back BCS national titles from uh, the University of Alabama. He was selected by Cincinnati in the 2014 NFL Draft. In addition to spending time with the uh, Bengals, he's also been with the Buffalo Bills, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Houston Texans, and the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And now he is set to potentially be with the uh, Battlehawks. The other uh, quarterback who is drafted is Ryan Willis. Willis uh, played his college football between a couple schools, Kansas and Virginia. I got to be honest with you. I got to look and see if he did Kansas or Virginia first. As a proud K-State guy, I was about to make the joke about, well, it was smart to get out of Kansas and head to uh, Virginia Tech. But uh, Kansas and Virginia Tech with, uh, was where he was at. He was the MVP of the uh, Spring League in 2021. He's also uh, spent some time with the Chicago Bears. So uh, he is uh, part of the St. Louis Battlehawks as well. And that's going to be excited. XFL uh, Draft Week is uh, continuing on, coming up uh, tomorrow and then it will uh, continue into uh, Thursday as well as the Battlehawks roster will continue to uh, come together. And again, we'll hopefully have a little bit more on that as we go uh, throughout the course uh, of the week. But that's cool. That's cool to uh, I like that they do the quarterback draft. The quarterbacks are going to very often uh, be the face of the franchise. Uh, just just getting that out of the way where you can then focus on all the other positions and not do the thing where you're trying to decide when you're going to take your quarterback. Just get that done. I think that's a smart move uh, that the XFL does, and uh, that's uh, that's good to see. And obviously uh, one name in there, an A.J. McCarron, a name that's very, very, very familiar to uh, sports fans out there. And again, the news of the day, if you missed it uh, just a little while ago, Buck Showalter being named the National League Manager of the Year. He receives eight of the 31st place votes, 10 second place votes, and 77 total votes. Uh, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts finishing in second. Uh, He also earned eight first place votes, but then had just four second place votes. And Brian Snitker, who won the award in 2018, he finished in third. He finished with seven first place votes. That was your top three. But then after that, uh, Oliver Marmel, he did receive first place votes. He ended up with uh, five first place votes and he finishes fourth in that category. You would think that if Marmol remains with the Cardinals in the long term, which there's no reason to believe that he's not going to, and the Cardinals continue to win games at a high rate, at some point in time, he is going to be the manager of the year. The Cardinals have a pretty good track record when it comes to managers of the year, so he'll win it at some point, but uh, not bad. Your first year as a major league manager, you end up uh, finishing fourth in the manager of the year voting, and five separate uh, ballots put you number one on that list. Uh, there is something uh, there's something to be said for that for sure, so congratulations to uh, Oliver Marmel for that. Just about uh, set to uh, wrap things up here on a Tuesday night, getting done a little bit early for St. Louis University Bilkins basketball. Bilkins are in action this evening against Memphis. 60th all-time meeting between these two programs. Tigers lead the all-time series 33-26. These two teams met last year in Memphis. Memphis won that game 90-74. So the Bilkins looking to exact a little bit of revenge tonight. Bob Ramsey, Earl Austin Jr., they've got the call of the game. Bilkins basketball on the way next right here on KMOX. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.